Yeah, I'm here. All right, here we go. This way. Praise the Lord. We've moved the show outdoors tonight. Get a little um, fresh air out there. Praise the Lord. Peter, you're coming to us all the way from where? The Gold Coast? Gold Coast, Australia, which is uh, on the coast, uh, the, uh, the east coast of Australia, halfway up. Praise the Lord, my brother. Welcome aboard tonight. Why don't you open up in prayer? Okay. Oh, God, we, we want you with us. We love you, and we appreciate everything about you. We thank you for all the chance to be made whole, be made well, be made free. We love you and praise you and thank you for the people that are our treasure. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. My brother, I really do appreciate you. And Thank you. We've... Uh, We've come to the weekend broadcast of Omega Man Radio, and we're beginning to do more and more shows that we're entitling Omega Man Australia. And I love this time because we can reach out and bring in great men and women of God from the other side of the world using Skype. Bring them on here to teach and equip the saints. And tonight it's a real pleasure to bring to you my friend, Minister Peter Whiffen, and brother Peter, we've got a pretty good audience out there tonight. In fact, I'm keep I keep saying this: the later we're going, the more people are tuning in. This is fantastic. So I praise God for this opportunity tonight. And with that, my brother, um, the microphone is yours. Well, thanks a lot. Um, I just want to say I appreciate everybody, precious people made in God's image. Um, you know. I'm a bit stunned because of the quality of the broadcasts that are coming through, the quality of the ministers, the quality of the chat. And I remember back to when it was years ago, we first start. I didn't start it, you started it, Shannon, and I fell, fell over it through YouTube. And I was just remembering, you know, I was in an awful state. And, and you sent me money, you prayed for me, and since then, a lot of things have turned around. So, I'm being hit at the moment with the love of God, and I'm appreciating God for you and everybody listening. Now, I want to say this, I have a... I've been spending a bit of time and effort to get something here to give some value so that some new people can learn and uh, be protected and some of us people that have been around for a while will, will also get something out of it. And um, what I want to say too is those people that haven't got their deliverance, I heard a comment, deliverance junkie, it got me very mad send the deliverance junkies away, the people following that don't get free. I say don't give up. Don't give up. You 
people turn you away, you come and see me. I will never turn anyone away. Because Jesus said, whoever comes to me, I'll by no means turn away. So I'd rebuke that uh, thinking, and uh, we love the people, of course, but we have a job to accept everyone made in God's image. Amen. Amen? Amen, brother. So those, those people, I think of Zacharias who got up the tree, the lady with the issue of blood, the, the, the men digging the hole through the roof. What were they? Deliverance junkies? Hmm. No. They wanted to touch Jesus. Jesus wants to touch us. This is what I've learned through my time. So anyway, I've got something very nice here. I want to um, I want to go through what the biblical job of the church is in these times, and answer two questions: What man? What is he? And what is wrong? Now this is this is just going to go through something. We're going to go through that. So the biblical job of the church is the scriptural description is Ephesians chapter three verse ten. God now intended that through the church, this is a job description, that the principalities and the powers and the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms would be made to be known God's many-folded wisdom as achieved by the cross, the Lord Jesus Christ. It is the job of the church to let them know. It is the job of the church to deal with them. In Ephesians chapter 6, it says, <coughs> we battle not against people it's not about people whether they're good or bad Job its name means persecuted the scripture says Job was perfect God says in the book of Job Job was right in what he said Job said I haven't done anything wrong So many wonder about preaching, like what they should do, should, uh, you know, should I, I preach or heal or cast out demons? Do I praise or help the poor, be a missionary? You know, what's the real issue in the minds of us so that, you know, I'm making this talk to try and clarify that. All the things are important, I just say. No one can build a house without three measurements. No one can build anything that is, that is um, solid without three measurements. You need the length, the width, and the height. Keep that in mind. If someone is just doing salvation, where's their other measurements? Someone's just doing demons, where's their measurements? Someone is just doing healing, where's their measurement? You need the full gospel. So let's have a look at the problem. Um, we shine the light on the solution. Um, the job of the church is re to repair and save mankind from something that is very wrong going on. That's our job. So what is man and what is wrong? God says in Genesis 6.6, we all know, the Lord regretted that he had made people on the earth and his heart was deeply troubled. The original... Hebrew in that says he's grieved, sorely grieved, extremely upset at what happened to the beautiful creation that mankind made in the image of God. The scripture says that we are a body, spirit, soul, a house. He said, we are a living soul made in the image of God, as we all know, a person. Genesis 1.26, Genesis 2.7, Luke 11.44. Notice there is three measurements to make a solid. Body, spirit, soul equals a house. A living soul is the whole person likened to a house. Jesus referred us as a house. Luke 11.44. I will return unto my house from whence I came out. Even the devils call it a house. 
<clears throat> the interesting thing about a, a house is houses have doors and man has a door. And man has been given authority over his door. I've never seen where that authority's been lost uh, by an act of God, but it can be given away, of course, by a man. If you have a house, you have the key, you can invite visitors in to come through. So Revelation 3.20, I stand at the door and I knock, and if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, even Jesus needs us to open the door for him. He doesn't come barging in and neither can Satan come barging in. We have a door and we have ownership, a.k.a. authority, to open or close it. In Romans 1.20 it says, and this scripture for new Christians and other believers is a fundamental scripture in understanding the unseen realms. In Revelation 1, sorry, in Romans 1.20 it says, The invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made. Clearly seen invisible things. This is a key to remember how to see the invisible. Look at the creation. The way to see the unseen is to look at the visible creation God made, the creation to teach us about the spiritual world. In God's foresight, he has made the creation in a, such a way that we can see what the spirit world is up to. This is fundamental on how to read the Bible, how to understand God. The Old Testament is a recording of seen natural acts, all designed to show us the unseen world and how it operates. You'll find characters in the Bible, and this is what I discovered with my name's Bible, that the names of the people added to the message. God got people to do things, name things, and carry out things to be recorded so that we would understand what's happening in the world we can't see. In God's love, he's left us not without the ability to know what's going on. The story of man and the world is we have authority in man being given to man by God. Genesis 1.26 And God said, let us make man in our image and our likeness and let them have dominion. That has never been taken back. Dominion of the earth belongs to man all the way back from Genesis following through the whole Bible. Of course, being a dominion means you can also give away that dominion and that's where the thief comes in but consider it as a house where we live and our authority is our house what has man done with his authority if we look at the first account in the garden Adam gave his authority for strangers to enter his house what do you mean for God does know that in the day you eat thereof then your eyes shall be opened and you shall be as God's knowing good and evil that scripture uh, there in verse 5 says, you shall be as God's little g. Um, I, can, I can give it in my words, this scripture. For God, this is Satan speaking. For God does know that in the day you eat, you'll give your authority for your eyes to be opened, your door to be opened, so that you shall be able to receive demons and know them inside you. you also will have the opportunity to know good. Thank God for that. Otherwise, we would not have the chance to receive Jesus and the, good, uh, the goodness of God in us. Knowing evil is entry of strangers. What can and then happens when strangers enter us? They are evil. Eating from the tree is an act of approval and agreement and once set is impossible to reverse. A deal is a deal in God's realm. The realm of man made in the image of God is you do an oath, you are standing by that oath. It's a deal. That oath killed mankind and Adam signed that contract and killed all of mankind that was to be born from him, as we know. Eating signifies the contract by implication. 
when we sit at a restaurant, order and eat, by implication contract law, we are obliged to pay, even though we didn't sign a contract or even say anything. So the act of eating is a contractual agreement. This, I believe, is the main problem, or it is the problem. Adam signed the contract, but thank God who set the tree up with an escape clause, also including knowing good. We are referred to kings, and in Revelation 1, uh, chapter 1, a king's decree, we are referred to as kings, and a king's decree stands. Therefore, Satan has the right to come with his gods, knocking on our door, to come in. When we have here, we have um, man, number one, is a, is a body, spirit, soul, a house, a living soul, a person. Man has a door, an opening to his being. Man's doors was protected until the fall. Man gave his agreement to allow evil or good to approach his door and enter with his permission. Man still has that authority to let strangers in or not. Ancestors can give away the right of entry in bloodlines. The job of the church is to reverse and manage man's fall and thus send a message to the spirits who are in the unseen world but that are very real that God our Father Creator is wiser than them in many ways. Ephesians chapter 3.10 This is God's intent. Anything outside this is not God's intended work for the church. The fight is on, as we know, Ephesians 6.12 For we wrestle not against people, mankind, humans, but we fight against principalities, against powers, against rulers, against the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Um, by the way, I have this uh, notes for this on a download on uh, the website. What is the so, uh, website there, Peter? Um, HisKingdomsTable.com His Kingdom or Kingdoms? Yeah, Kingdoms. His kingdoms, table. dot com. Okay. So, um, what I what I wanted to do here was just uh, I've got some things here because I I'm going to go through the um, what the different categories of the principalities and powers are, and not just lump them as demons. So, uh, we go on there. Psychology, drugs, meditation, counselling, 12-step programs have nothing to do with Ephesians 6.12 and are not the job of the church. This is crept into the church. Evils, evil beings do not pay attention to these methods, unfortunately. Um, we have this passage that was discovered here uh, with Amiga Man, uh, which is absolutely amazing passage in Job 30. The whole chapter tells us about who and what these wicked spirits that we fight are. Job chapter 30, verse 20. I cry unto thee, and thou dost not hear me. I stand up, and thou regard me not. That means trying to counsel people with demons is a waste of time to improve their life. They have to be cast out to get any sort of progress. So what happens to a man when he opens the door to evil? Um, we looked at the cause now, and let's look at the effect. Genesis 2.17 says death. <coughs> and then it, it says communication with evil. <coughs> Genesis 3.7, the eyes of them were both opened, and they knew that they were naked. How did they know they were naked? God puts light on this by God said someone told them this. And someone had told them this happened, and at the very time their eyes were opened. Genesis 3.11, he said, Who told thee that thou was naked? The demons that entered them told them that they were naked. Or Satan told them from the outside. But the clue is, is that they immediately they ate from the tree, they knew they were naked. I don't think Satan was there when um, Eve got Adam to eat. So now, now, and the eyes didn't open and they didn't know they were naked until Adam ate. 
Man now has the communication with evil. Evil spirits enter mankind and give them messages and instructions. Just as we saw yesterday with the story from Judy Ann of those poor young people. Many are so deceived that they are unaware that their mind is taken captive. This includes church members. None note that they both have had to eat for the effect to manifest as man was split into two parts, man and woman. Joined as one, this makes the way method for God to marry mankind also as one. So until Adam ate, the eyes didn't open. Once the evil is inside a person's house, the plan is then to kill. The thief comes not but to kill, steal and destroy. So there is more. There is another planet action as well that God identified early up and uh, some people forget this one. The other plan is a plan to breed. A perverted race, yes, to change the very creation, tailor-made for evil. Satan's plan in action to own and be God of the whole world is done through breeding. Genesis 3.15, God identifies this by saying, I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. Satan's seed, Satan's children, the breeding of the perverse spirits or peoples. It is the job of the church to fight this, not to seek your best life now and the teaching of peace at any price. This is not about how good people are. It's about spiritual forces of wickedness. Here is the work of Jesus, Genesis 3.15. Her seed and it shall bruise thy head. The woman will bruise the head of the seed, which is the church's job is to cast out the seed. The woman is the church and the church's job is to crush the head of the power of Satan, the snake. It's now identified what the job is we can Look at the enemy. You know, um, <laughs> the extra biblical quote, but, you know, the military say, know thy enemy. It's a military term. We not give glory to Satan. But if you have a look at the world, um, there's been a bit of a job done, and it's continuing. So what we are, what are the unsee spirits that can have access to mankind? Ephesians gives it in, into four categories, principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness, and spiritual wickedness. I did a bit of a study to find out what they are in their categories. Some people say just demons. Well, they are different. Note that there are different types. Jesus identified a difference in type. In Mark 6.29, he said to them, this kind proving Jesus that knew there were different kinds that come out by prayer and fasting. There is one third of the angels who rebelled. I believe these are the principalities because Satan is the principal leader of them. Revelation 12.9 says, And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil Satan, which deceives the whole world. He was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out with him. So we have... Angelic principalities, fallen angels, made at some some point probably before the, the earth. Uh, in Job, it does say that Satan was the first work of God. Jesus, of course, then after him, Satan. So what can angels do? Angels can possess and guide human beings. They, they, I think they are the ascended masters they're talking about, but I don't know. Luke 22, 3 says, Satan entered Judas Iscariot. So they do. There are fallen angels, some of them that are locked away. And um, 2 Peter 2, 4 says, the angels that sinned but cast them down to hell. These are the ones that perverted nature, going after strange flesh, producing the giants and the mixed animal, human and all sorts of perverted creatures seen in mythology like the mermaids, pan, Egyptian figures, bird's heads on humans, half man, half elephant, etc. Their evil work has been stopped with the imprisonment. They await judgment because the damage is still raging of what they have done. This, I believe, is the attempt of Satan to take the world by breeding his own world from 
the fabric of the initial creation. Those angels have severely sinned and they are, dece- uh, they are delivered into chains of darkness, Tartarus, to be reserved unto judgment. I believe they are waiting judgment because the actual damage that they've done is not evident yet because it's still ongoing, the total amount. The next one is powers. I believe these are the spirit of the Nephilim, the renowned of old, the giants, the crossbreeds, human and angel authority mixed. The dominion was given to man of the earth and Satan got it by a mixing of birthrights. Man was given dominion, so if Satan could breed with man, it would be logical that he would by birthright half-breed get the dominion of the earth. This is why I believe he did it. Genesis 6.4 There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that when the sons of God came into the daughters of men and they bare children, to them the same became mighty men, which were the old men of renown, the giants. They were powers. They were called the Titans in Greek mythology, and in the in the uh, Egyptian hieroglyphs, they are seen as rulers or powers, authorities in the earth. They are the lost souls. I believe this caused the flood because of the perversion of nature, the mixing of all the animals, all the humans, and evil was continually present and on the mind because Satan had a dominion of evil running caused God to cry about it all really sad and caused the flood. After the flood we know Job 30 tells us that those souls, spirits souls, persons never left the earth but did not have a body and could not be seen. Number three is the rulers of darkness. Spirits appointed by Satan for specific work and locations. How do we see that? Well, let's see. Remember the story of um, Daniel and the angel was held up 21 days? We've got Grisha and Tyre. Different two areas mentioned that have principalities holding up the kingdom of heaven coming to earth. These are rulers in the darkness stopping the works of God's light. Darkness arrested Jesus also working through the Pharisees. Uh, Jesus identified it was darkness taking him to the cross on Luke, uh, in Luke. Dan 10.13 says, The spirit of the prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way. Princes are rulers fighting God's angels. Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, says Daniel. Two rulers are identified in the passage. Reasonable conclusion is that there are many rulers appointed to the geographic locations all over the earth. We are fighting them as a church. This is why you'll find in some areas the gospel is easier to preach and minister than others. With the function to block the arrival of the kingdom of heaven, Persia and Iran and Greece. Persia is today's Iran and Grisha is Greece. Dan 20. 1020 says, Now I will return to fight the princes of Persia, and when I am gone, forth lo, the prince of Grecia shall come. So the angel is also identifying there at least two, two areas. It would be reasonable to conclude that there are, Satan has put principality or powers in every area of the world. Luke 22:53, This is your hour and the power of darkness, says Jesus. Jesus identifying the power of darkness is taking him to the cross. The next one is spiritual wickedness. What is spiritual wickedness? When the fallen angels came to earth and perverted the DNA, making strange flesh, mixing mermaids, pan, all sorts of creatures, we wouldn't know what they are. This is wickedness, spiritual wickedness. I believe these are the perverse spirits made by the fallen ones, the mixed seed, the ones we just talked about that the angels made. These sorts of perverted creatures seen in mythology are like the mermaids, pan, Egyptian figures, birds' heads, and humans, half man and half element, uh, elephant, the gods. Have a look at the pictures of the gods of the Hinduism. 
and you see all sorts of mixture in there. Have a look at the Egyptian statues with birds' heads, dogs' heads uh, on men. These perversions of the creation caused the flood. The flood, I believe, was a rescue and a judgment, and that is what the cross is. The cross of the Lord Jesus Christ is a rescue paying for our sin and a judgment on the power of darkness that put Jesus on the cross. They are represented in the ancient idolatry as they set themselves up as gods. These fallen wicked spirits all set themselves up as gods and get people to worship them. When people worship them, they open the door to be demonized, as we all know here. These have entry to access of mankind's door from the fall in the garden, as said before. So all religions are designed by Satan to allow entry of these spirits into mankind. This brings a warning not to practice their ways because it is a risk of being possessed, then killed. There is no such thing as a Christian, yoga, or any other ancient arts practices labeled Christian, Hindu, New Age, Dalai Lama, native witchcraft, mixing uh, uh, native American or Fijian or Australian Aboriginal tradition with and call it Christian. You can't do that. Even another spirit in the church itself we know is around called Kundalini. There is, in 2 Corinthians 1.14, yes, another Jesus, another spirit. Yes, a Christian can have a demon because a Christian has a door. Ask not that a Christian can have a demon, but ask, can a demon have a Christian? That is a better question. We have seen cases here on this show and personally in ministry of plenty of Christians with demons. We had to watch what spirit we're drinking in. Knowing our enemy is to know and to watch. It came to mind there is a scriptural passage, Judges 7 verse 4, about Gideon. We are warned to watch for drinking in spirits. If one wants to be effective, one needs to watch as per Gideon's army, who was chosen by what they did as they drank. They drank with their hands, the water in their hands, so that they could look around. The ones that knelt down and drank like a dog, didn't look around, drank any spirit, any ministry coming through, anyone calls themselves a prophet or prophetess, runs through fire tunnels, lets anyone lay hands on them, rolls around the floor, barking like a dog. That sort of activity will get you, fast as anything, another Jesus, another spirit. And you then will be rejected from any help or useless from any help. Let's read the passage. Judges 7.4 And the Lord said unto Gideon, the people are yet too many. Bring them down to the water, and I will try them for thee there. That's God testing. And you go in those meetings, God is testing to see what you're going to drink and the way you're going to drink. And I will try them for thee there. And it shall be that of whom I say to thee, thou shalt go with thee. The same shall go with thee, and whomsoever I say to thee, this shall not go with thee, and the same shall not go. So he brought down the people under the water, and the Lord said to Gideon, Everyone that lappeth of the water with his tongue, that's the lip service, love you God, love you God, praise you God, as a dog, and lapped him, lappeth him, shall thou set by himself. Likewise, everyone that bow down upon his knees and drinketh, and the number of them that lapped, putting their hand to their mouth, were three hundred men. And the rest of the people bowed down upon their knees to drink water. And the Lord said unto Gideon, By the three hundred men that lapped, I will save you, and deliver the Midianites into thy hand. And let all the other people go, every one to his place. These are the sorts of mixes of snakes, um, spirits, 
that come in in the church. So, so my point is here, be, don't just take every spirit, don't believe every preacher, don't let anybody, Tom, Dick or Harry, lay their hands on you and run through fire tunnels. What happens if a witch is specifically sent there by Satan in that fire tunnel to pass demons? And, you know, you've got an opening or something. You run through there, you'll get a demon, most likely. I've ministered to people who have spirits from these meetings. When we called them out, they manifested to their surprise. And I tell you what, some of those demons coming in like that are the hardest to get out. Now, there's these spirits are all sorts of – we get back to just the spirits now, the spirits of wickedness. These spirits are all sorts of mixes of snakes crossed with fish, man, beast, mermaids, insects, human giants – uncountable, innumerable types of different perversions of the original creation. Some are stronger and some are weaker, just like in the animal and marine world we see, going back to Romans 1, the visible creation reveals the unseen. And in nature, not all animals are as powerful as each other. That's why when somebody is casting out a demon out of someone, some of them come out very easy and some of them don't. King Solomon warns, time and chance happen to all men. What happens if you've got a spirit in you that was a 30-foot giant? That, that thing might take a bit of getting out. I don't want to scare anybody. But these are the sort of power things that are around where I have seen other ones that are smaller and come out easier. Manifestations in deliverance commonly seen is people slithering like snakes, growling like beasts, vomiting up all sorts of slime. This, this is really evidencing the type of problem that the person has. This is the wicked. When just reading the Bible, uh, I want to point out here, um, there is a difference between man and the wicked uh, in Scripture. And it's also, I found, little known and a little bit confused with people. When the scripture talks about the wicked, sometimes it's talking about men who are being wicked. Sometimes it's talking about demons who are wicked. So we need to have discerning of spirits or the discerning of the spirit of God when we're reading the Bible, looking at the wicked. There is a huge difference between a man doing a wicked action and a demon who is a wicked being. We have a situation where God is dealing with the wicked and, and men are made in the image of God who God loves. Romans 5.8 But God commended his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Some people say wicked. While we were yet wicked, Jesus Christ come and died for us because God loved us. God loves us while even we are being wicked. And just because men are sinning does not end God's love for them and this is why we should never condemn the person. But the perverse spirits, God hates them every day. We need to discern between mankind beloved by God and wicked, mixed up, pervert creatures who are invading the bodies of men and operate outside of mankind. Psalm 7.11 says, God is angry with the wicked every day. If God loved the world while it was yet sinning, yet is angry with the wicked every day, it would be logical to note the difference in the two. One is man, God is loving, and one is a demon. One is loved, and one is hated. We, the church, are to call, on call, to judge and to judge the demons 
who are sin, they are the principalities, the powers, the rulers of the darkness, spiritual wickedness. I hope this is um, I know this is of interest. It's a little bit um, a little bit starting from the, bit, the beginning, but I just uh, see it, and I thought it'd be nice to cover it and have it on file. This is awesome. We're live okay. with Peter Whiffen from Australia. If you're just tuning in, we've got about uh, Peter. We've got about ten more minutes for this episode, so go as far as you can, and then we're going to come back and do another one uh, okay. next week with you, and we'll pick it up part two. Keep going. Okay. What I've got is I've got this and then I've got some follow-on ones because, as you know, <laughs> the Bible is, is a million words. Anyway, this brings me now to recap. Man, what is he and what is wrong? Man is a spiritual house made of flesh and blood. Man's house has a door. That door can be assessed by good and evil, also known as sin, as a wicked spiritual person. The thing that is wrong with man is that evil wants him. What is the name of that evil? Its name is sin. Um, I found here that there's a, there, there's a misconception what sin is. Uh, you know, sin, don't sin, don't sin. Well, I found to my surprise, God has told us what sin is right up there in Genesis. The act of sinning is following the man at the door, the devil and his subjects. This is the whole problem of the world. It is a demon problem, not a side issue. Genesis 4, 6, And the Lord Jehovah, the existing one, said unto Cain, Possession, that's Cain's name, Why art thou wroth, and why is thy countenance fallen? And if thou does well, shall thou not be accepted? And if thou does not well, sin lieth at the door, and unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. Cain possession talked with Abel breath his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain possession rose up against Abel, which means breath his brother, and slew him. There is the whole condition of man. Now let's backpedal a bit here. What does God say sin is here? I used to miss this, and then I saw it. If thou does not well, sin lieth at the door, and unto thee shall be his. Oops. God's calling sin a person, desire, and thou shall rule over him. So he's calling him a his and a him. That's a person. And when you think about it, a person has desire, a person plots and plans, and wants to rule. Sin is a person. Somewhere it says the man of sin. Sin is a person. The act of sinning is following that person. And who you follow is who you've made God. The name of the evil is sin. And as we can see, sin is a person. Sin is a person, strange person, that enters a man and causes the man to kill we heard that story yesterday. Two people get demons while on holidays, familiar spirits, and end up murdering a taxi driver and whatnot. So the act of sin is giving lordship to the devil via an evil spirit entering our house through the door we have authority over. God, that's why we are accountable. God promises a way to overcome this evil this is the job of the church, to overcome evil with good. The cross of Jesus Christ equips men to do this. Proper ministry does this and teaches the church to do this. Unproper ministry is to point people to their best life now and ignore the sin crouching at the door, a.k.a. the demons. Everyone has a good sin and goes home with their demons. The job is more than salvation, although salvation is where we begin. John 1.12 says, many, As many as received him, that's Jesus coming through the door, to them he gave the power to become sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. To become, to become is the word that is flagging growth here. As many received him, he gave the power to become. Once saved is not always saved. Romans 11.17 says, Some of the branches have been broken off 
and you through an olive wild olive shoot have been grafted in. But don't worry, it's only unbelief that is the trigger and belief is to be rejoined. We are saved by faith, belief in the love of God. Ways to be grafted in, Paul 1.1. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be apostle, separated unto the gospel of God, which has promised afore by his prophets the holy scriptures. Concerning his son Jesus our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh, and declared to be the Son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead, by whom we have received grace and apostleship for the obedience of faith. It's the obedience of faith, faithfulness, believing in God's faithfulness among the nations for his name, in whom ye also the called of Jesus Christ, that is us, to all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God the Father, the Lord Jesus. First, I thank you through God Jesus Christ for all of you. Your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son, that without ceasing I make mention of you in my prayers, making requests by any means now at length that I might have a prosperous journey by the will of God to come to you. Romans 1 goes on to say, I would not have you ignorant. I'm a debtor both to Greeks. Let me find the passage I'm after. Okay, here's how, here's how you can lose it. <clears throat> verse 22 in Romans 1. Verse 21. Verse 20. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so they are without excuse. 21. Because that when they knew God, they're saved, aren't they? Come and know Jesus. They glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Possessing themselves to be wise, they became fools. We have a danger. The points are, stay thankful to God for everything. Give God his due glory. Stay away from pride, becoming wise in our own eyes. Rejecting God by idolatry, witchcraft and rebelling against his instructions. Rebelling. The way to stay safe is guaranteed is to do what Jesus taught. First John 5, 3, For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. Luke ten twenty seven, And answered and said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and your neighbour as yourself. Well, that's it, Shannon. Today I've covered what the problem is. Next week I, I, I want to cover what is God's nature toward man and how God's solution works out for men. Central to this is what is the law, what is grace, what is love. All structures, as I said before, have a minimum of three measurements, dimensions. Nothing can be built without a minimum of three related componential dimensions. Peter, awesome, awesome teaching today. Can we get you back on next week? Yeah. Okay, yes, I'll, yeah. I'll set up a date for you, and we'll work it out. Uh, before we close, I want you to uh, give out your contact information. Tell people how they can support your ministry. Okay, um, first of all, uh, what is on my heart is, um, if anybody, I don't want any money from anyone. God is supplying my needs, and uh, he's opening up things for me. And Jesus said, if you want to get paid, go catch fish. The, the, the money's in the mouth. But anyway... Um, my uh, contact is Peter Whiffen, my name on, on uh, Facebook, and my Skype is Value, V-A-L-U, triple seven, Skype. My website is hiskingdomstable.com. And I would say, everyone who's following the show, give Shannon something this week. Keep, keep this ministry going. Look at, look at what it's doing. And if you can't do much, don't bury your talent. Invest it in the people Abraham did. Have a read of what Abraham did with his goods. 
The king of Sodom said, Give me the people, you can keep the goods. Abraham said, You can keep the goods. I will take the people. Use your money to get the people with. They're the only thing that's worth anything. Amen? Amen to that. Brother, are you available uh, for, for people that would like to contact you to do deliverance? Yeah. I'm, t- I'm doing it all the time. How do they and, reach you? Um, on the Skype, Facebook or Skype. Um, 60 seconds. No problem. Uh, uh, value, triple seven, Skype. V-A-L-U? Yell out. I'll, I'll pray for you. V-A-L-U-777, Skype? Skype. Is your Skype, Skype address. Yeah. Okay. Hey, real quick, what do you mean by catching the fish and the, the coin in their mouth? What does that mean? <laughs> um, Jesus had bill, uh, uh, Peter had bills to pay. Yes. He, 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 he said um, uh, to Jesus, yeah, we need, we need the money to pay the temple tax or something. Right. And Jesus said, you know, are we the children or not? And really, we don't even have to pay it, but we don't want to create offense. And that's what we got to do. That's love. Don't create offense. But go and catch a fish, and in the fish's mouth is the money for you and me. What is Ten that? seconds. That is go and save souls, and you will be paid. Wow, God will meet our needs? Yep. Hey, okay, that's cool. I like that. Good. Amen. You like it? Yeah. Every single minister, every single mirror. Miracle, everything Jesus did, he said, I'm the way. It's the way to do it. He's showing it by the miracles. Romans 1, the natural showing you the unnatural, seeing things you can't see. Read the Bible looking for the love of God and how to go. Amen. I want Amen. To, I want to thank you for coming <laughs> on tonight, brother. We love and appreciate you. And we'll see you on the next edition of Mega Man Australia. Listen to this sound. Wow. Coming coming soon. Russia Shanna. <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> God bless you, Great brother. Lord. Bye-bye. Okay. Cheers. <laughs> I was Minister Peter Whiffen. Now, don't change that now. Coming up next is Pine Ridge Warriors. If you're here for the first time, welcome aboard. We've got 84 people sitting in the chat room. Praise God. Don't go anywhere. Here's what I've got to do. I've got to um, reboot my computer. I'll be back in exactly two minutes. The stream is going to go down. You'll think the show's over. It's not. Give me two minutes, and it'll be right back up. That gives you time to run and get a fresh cup of coffee. Or put in a hot pocket in the microwave. Or whatever you're going to do. Some Mega Man Lemonade. We'll be right back with Curtis Horse and Marcus Samuel. Don't go anywhere. You can sleep tomorrow. We'll be right back. Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. You may also donate by sending check or money order to 9030 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 665, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89117. We thank you.